broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. What is up, everyone? How are you? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on Midtown Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. And that is Emma, folks. And I cannot believe a month has gone by already. It feels like yesterday. We have the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce with us in the studio every third Tuesday. And I'm just... I was thinking about who's going to be on tomorrow. I was like, Emma folks is going to be back in the studio. So it's crazy how time is flying by and some things coming up we're going to be talking about today. So uh, jump in. we got a full slate. Well, I want to introduce um, our guest, Carlton Brown. Good morning. And Chef Adam. Good morning. Clementi. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Um, so we have a, a very special event happening at the end of the year. It's one of my favorite events is, you know, you all know I love to eat. Um, I love to eat so much, in fact, that my wife and I decided to buy a treadmill. <laughs> so we bought a treadmill so we can maintain our weight, so we could continue enjoying the food and, and not feel guilty during the holidays. And everyone tried to discourage us and tell us it was going to become a coat hanger. And I have to tell you, we've been putting a hurting on that. Thing. <laughs> okay. I, I, my clothes are, yes, my clothes are fitting better and I am eating. I'm, you know, watching my proportion, my portions. But I, I love, love, you know that. I love, exactly. love, love to eat. Food makes me happy. <laughs> um, so, Carlton, why don't you, you've been on the show before. Yes, I this have. It's not your first time to the rodeo. Mm-hmm. So you are actually one of our co-hosts for the Out in the Kitchen event on December 7th at yes. the W Midtown Atlanta. I am so excited. And is this your first year? No, this is actually my second year. Last year, of course, was my first year. And uh, I've Heard a lot of things about out in the kitchen, but you know, as a caterer, December is the busiest month for us ever. So the first year or so that I've heard about it, of course, I couldn't attend. But last year, I decided to go check it out, and since it was at the early part of the month um, and in the middle of the week, so I made it happen. I decided to participate and um, and join. And boy, am I ever so glad that I did. I mean, it was. Such an incredible experience. Uh, I it, it was just so much fun. I could have could have stayed there for a couple more hours. <laughs> I mean, it was just the crowd was just in great spirits, and everybody was wonderful. Uh, the other uh, chefs that were there, um, networking with them and mingling with them, it was just, it was just really a fantastic. Um, event and atmosphere. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to definitely do it again this year. No brainer. Oh, yeah. Before the event was even over, halfway through, I walked by and he said, sign me up for next year. I don't know if you have a list yet, but (laughs) sign me up for next year. So definitely we looked at making him one of the co-hosts. But Carlton, uh, if you could tell me a little bit, um, I know you're an LGBTBE business owner. Can you tell me what it is about the AGLCC that speaks to you? The AGLCC is just a wonderful, wonderful uh, group of people. Um, in my business, I, I'm i involved in a good bit of networking. I'm always out trying to promote my business and building relationships and getting to know people as, you know, as often and, and uh, you know, as I can. For whatever reason, and not, not based on any decisions, uh, I've just never had a large uh, LGBT um, client base, as far as I do. <laughs> you know, my radar is not the greatest sometimes. But anyway, so I decided I was going to step out and um, and look into, I, a friend of mine told me about the AGLCC, so I said, well, let me go check it out. 
Uh, it was summer before last. Uh, the first event was at uh, G- um, Henry's. I was a little bit nervous going in because I thought, you know, I was hoping and praying it wasn't going to be one of those traditional events where people are cornered up and grouped up and you clickish. know sort of clickish and snooty. And I walked inside um, Henry's and there was two or three groups of people all cluttered up. I was, oh Lord, it's going to be one of those. I went straight to the bar to get me a drink, and I told her, <laughs> I says, I'm here for the AGLCC thing. He says, Oh, that's outside on the deck. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, okay. So I went outside, and it was total different atmosphere. Everybody's like, hey, arms open and waving and inviting me in and taking me and introducing me to everybody. And that's the, the, the family of AGLCC. And that's what I really love about the group. Well, good, good. That was a great plug for the chamber. We're not snooty <laughs> and we're not clickish. Um, can, you, can you tell me why... Um, you know, why did you decide to be one of the host chefs this year? Well, you know, like I said, once I became involved with the AGLCC, I just really, really love the AGLCC. Out of all the events that I go to, all the networking events, uh, a lot of them enjoy, but I really look forward. I, you know, I sort of mark my calendar two or three months in advance of when the fourth Friday is and, and try to make a commitment. And I think since I've been a member, I've only missed maybe one or two over the last year and a half. Wow. Uh, but I'm pretty consistent in going because I look forward to it and I look forward to I've really you know gained some great friendships and uh, camaraderie and, and and relationships you know amongst the members and it's just such a positive thing I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think the community and the <clears throat> members of the chamber noticed how many events you you show up at. I mean, we don't have an attendance role per se, but it seems like you were nominated for three <laughs> three awards this year. Um, you're kind of like the John Legend. Right? Um, <laughs> you were nominated for, for three awards and I believe you won. I won member of the year. Right. Yes, so yes. How, how was that? How did that feel? That was incredible. It was, uh, it blew my mind. I remember getting the uh, email from Jennifer uh, and it was three emails back to back. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? You have been nominated for Businessman of the Year. You've been nominated for Small Business of the Year. And you are our most nominated candidate with three nominations and you've not been nominated for Member of the Year. And I'm like, oh my God, I've, you know, if, if I don't walk away with something, I'm going to feel like Susan Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, you know, I'm just I'm so honored to be nominated and so honored to, um, uh, I guess, to be appreciated and or respected, you know, by my colleagues to have put those nominations in because I I just didn't see it coming, did not see it coming. And matter of fact, at the actual awards banquet, they announced the, uh, you know, over the course, they announced the small business of the year. I didn't get that. They announced the member. uh, I mean, the. uh, uh, businessman of the year, and I didn't get that. And it came up to the Wait, member. were you nervous? Did you get nervous? Well, I, at that time, I was like, okay, this ain't going to happen. And I got up and went to the restroom. <laughs> and everybody was like, where's Carlton? Where's Carlton? And I came back in time. But when they announced my name, I just, my face literally hit the floor. I was like, no way, because there were some great nominees in that category. Yeah, when you got up on stage to accept the award, I said, oh, wow, is he about to cry? Like, he really didn't expect this to happen. Like, he is in utter shock right now. I really, it was really it was, was incredible. So, Carlson, I know, um, how long have you, how long 
occasional ca- occasional occasions have has been in existence since 1994. Yes, yes. So since I was born, I think. I guess that you could time. say. <laughs> Like that. Actually, Just before kidding. I was born. Before you were born. <laughs> and and you, you've made, you know, quite a dent here in the city, but you can't possibly do this by yourself. No, 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 no. I've learned a long time ago, it's about building a team and there's only so much one person can do. And um, you'll never be able to grow a business trying to do it yourself. So you're kind of the brains and visionary. I'm the brains and the visionary, and I have some incredible team members that actually, you know, make it, make it happen. Uh, people I l- rely on and lean on wholeheartedly, uh, and they come through over and over again. So, uh, you know, my involvement is just the leadership of it, uh, okay. but it is, uh, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. I've really been blessed with some good, uh, good team members. So on to some other news that I'm, I've been dying to find out about, um, I heard about a month ago. Okay, I heard about a month ago that you made a trip to Charlotte, yes. and I believe it was to the PGA. Yeah, PGA PGA tour. So the PGA headquarters. <laughs> yes, mm, yes. Snooty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of snooty. So can you tell us um, one how how did they find you? Um, if you can tell us what happened at that meeting and what the possible results may be. Well, um, how it transpired was, um, I guess, the uh, national uh, NGLCC uh, was approached by the PGA, and the PGA was very interested in building relationships and working with uh, LGBTE certified uh, companies uh, in support of the uh, for the um, PGA tournament in 2017 in Charlotte. Uh, so the NGLCC sent out an email, I guess, to the, the different chambers and it hit AGLCC. And so Jennifer sent out an email saying, you know, if anybody's interested in, in looking into this, um, you know, here's the information. Go fill out an application. And if you're approved, they'll reach back to you in, in a couple of weeks. So I said, excuse my French, but what the hell? I'm going to do it. And I did it. Uh, and lo and behold, um I guess it was really two weeks before the interview date. Uh, I got a call from uh, this young lady. She says, yes, this is a uh, Susan Howard or whatever her name was. I'm from the PGA uh, headquarters. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but it was, <laughs> I looked at her uh, email I list. I feel bad about <laughs> hanging up on her. <laughs> I looked at her signature in her email and I was like, okay, she's valid. <laughs> So anyway, she invited me down. She said that she had a couple of um, uh, openings, a couple of people that were interested in interviewing me for their catering needs for the PGA. And the meeting was on a Tuesday. So I went down. Uh, Fortunately, I have a younger brother that lives in Charlotte. Stayed with him for a couple of days. Um, Went to the interview. Didn't really have any any expectations because I didn't get a lot of information up front. But long story short, it was... Uh, one of the interviews was with the um, uh, transportation group that's handling all the people moving for the entire uh, PGA, and they were from in Maryland. Uh, so they were looking for somewhat of a small job, you know, to provide um, uh, box lunches for their their drivers, uh, which is which is cool. Uh, the other was with Levy Restaurants, and they were looking to figure out how to. I guess they're function was really to do sort of a speed um, interviewing process 
to learn a little bit about the different companies who were, you know, possibly going to participate. Uh, at that time, they still have not uh, figured out what all their needs and requirements are. So they could, they did, they weren't able to answer a whole lot of questions uh, because they were still trying to figure out things. But it was more or less building a relationship with the different vendors so that once they do figure out their needs and expectations and, and, and how to execute, then they can reach back out. But they did make it very clear that they were strongly interested in working with LGBTE certified companies. So uh, I think March will be the next conference call and we'll get a little bit more information. But I'm, I'm very hopeful. And I think that uh, actually Levy uh, suggested, uh, you know, saw the, the use of my company as once again, possibly providing the employee meals for all the Levy chefs because they were preparing uh, to feed 200,000 people a day. So chefs have to eat too. Chefs have to eat okay. too, and they have not thought that part through. Got so they're it. like, okay, well, maybe you can cook for us since we're cooking for everybody else. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm hopeful. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. So this is a to-be-continued. To-be-continued. And they said that we probably won't know anything till the spring or going into the summer. Uh, so I plan on keeping in contact with them. Uh, you know, so they know who I am <laughs> uh, and continue to build that relationship. And we'll see what happens. But I, I'm I'm very hopeful. I, I think something positive will come out of it. And if nothing else, it at least lets me know <clears throat> that having the certification, there is power to it, you know, and I've been trying to figure out how to use this certification uh, ever since I've had it. And now things are falling in line, even to the point that uh, uh, the event that we're having on Thursday with the unit, uh, AGLCC University at Georgia Power. Georgia Power is how it hired me to cater that event because I'm LGBT certified. So that opportunity is really expanding and opening up um, slowly but surely. So for, Chef Brown, we could make you almost the poster child for how, how do you work your certification? How do you use networking? I mean, you've done everything right. If ever a book to be written on networking <laughs> or net weaving, it seems like you've accomplished that and, and then some. It's still a work in progress, but uh, I'm, I, I can see the I can see the benefits of, you know, of what I've been doing starting to pay off. So I'm very, very happy and appreciative awesome. of that. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, next up, we have Chef Vadam. Hello there. How are you? Quite well. Well, I am excited um, to have you here today. Um, one, you do something very, very special. Um, you are a gluten-free personal chef. Correct. Why did you become a gluten-free personal chef? And you're also a cookbook author. Yes. Actually, uh, they kind of coincided together. Um, I had been dealing with some personal health issues for about 25 years and ended up uh, in 2013 getting diagnosed with what was known as non-celiac gluten sensitivity and was prompted because it was the only treatment there is to um, go with a gluten-free diet and through honestly I bought a few gluten-free items from the grocery store they were less than satisfactory <laughs> do they taste like board and yes. paper <laughs> yes. especially if you're a food, food right, person right. Right. you know and I and I have always loved to cook have always had a love for cooking and knew that there was 
something that I just had to figure out. And with a lot of trial, tribulation, and determination, it all started with me creating my own gluten-free flour blends. From there, I started using that flour blend to create some of the... um, favorite down-home foods that I had grown up with because when I was diagnosed, I thought that was going to happen, you know, that was a a thing of the past, that I was not going to be able to um, enjoy those foods anymore. So when I started having success with that, I began to share those recipes on social media, and it wasn't long before I started with a national gluten-free foodie you know, support team that was saying, make a cookbook, create a cookbook. So I did just that. And, and what's the name of your cookbook? I love this title. Vadam's Gluten-Free and Fabulous Recipes from a Southern Gay House Husband. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a, like a reality show? So, so tell me, Southern Gay House Husband, sir? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. <laughs> so, yes. Tell me, what you're, that's just really, really out there with the title. Like, why? First of all, I, I could see somebody being afraid to title a book as such. Right. So, so what is this? Hanging that? out, creating fabulosity. Right? Okay. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> well, you know, I wanted the 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 main title to completely express what the cookbook was about, but the subtitle was something that I decided to um, just be out there with it um, because I, when I post my recipes, many times I tell stories about why they're created, um, who they're created for, um, that sort of thing. And I was not going to be ambiguous on my pronouns. And so... And for um, our listeners who may not know, tell, explain, explain what that means. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to say I am cooking this because they would enjoy this. My family, they, you know, we're, instead of being just point blank, I created this because my husband asked me to, <laughs> and I wanted to make him happy. So I was, I was just going to be complete authentic about what I was doing, how I was doing it, and who I was doing it for. Now, if you had to, and I, 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 should never, I was told never to ask a chef this question, but I'm a rule breaker and I believe in breaking rules and asking whatever I feel like asking. So go for it. When it comes to gluten, when I think gluten free, I think of, you remember when rice cakes first came out and how, okay, right, okay. So, 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 so when I think gluten free, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. So if you had to tell me, what are your top three favorite dishes to prepare that are gluten free? They've changed. That's fine. It could be seasonal even. They they changed. You know, I one of the first things that I wanted to master was Southern fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. I wanted to be able to do pizza that would knock my rock my world, you know. But now I have um, gone a lot further. Um, I am, as a matter of fact, 90-some recipes into my second cookbook, which is going to be more health-conscious, more vegetarian dishes, that sort of thing. So I guess um, 
my favorite dish now, um, or favorite two dishes, would um, be chicken marsala or pork marsala or um, <laughs> chicken piccata. You know, any of the Italian flares, I just love. And the nice thing, and I'm going to brag a bit because I have that right. Um, when someone tastes my food, if they do not know that it's gluten free, they would have no earthly idea that's awesome yes because that's the that's the big drawback to what you typically find is a lack of texture that you're used to for its equivalent if it's trying to be something else um so to be able to pull off those recipes and execute like a creamy a creamy sauce or exactly um you know one that has a little bit of character to it Exactly. And that's got to be one of the big challenges about that type of cooking was with the flowers and how they react to what you're trying to do. Exactly. You know, simple things that you wouldn't consider, like um, the first Christmas that I was gluten free, I was trying to do the traditional. And one of the dishes that I grew up on and loved was green bean casserole. Well, you can't use the cream of mushroom chicken, you know, that you would right. normally buy. Yep. Also, the uh, French fried onions on top. Completely, you know, I had to start from scratch all the way down from frying my onions for the topping, creating the uh, cream of mushroom soup, you know, and, and going from that perspective and pay dirt. It was pay dirt. Man, that's really, that's really awesome. Can you share how many you sold? Have you sold a few of your cookbooks yet? Oh, yes. Um, Lord, I have no idea. I would guesstimate so far. Now, uh, I just started. I received the cookbooks about this time last year, and I'm on my second order. So um, probably somewhere around four to 500 so far. And I'm just selling man. them that's, on my own. Yeah, nice. well, and, and distributing yourself, that's, uh, that's you know, doing pretty well. I, I'm interested in that. I'm curious because uh, with, if you would, wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your personal experience around your symptoms, because I don't think there's a lot of people out there that I think are dealing with a gluten sensitivity. They don't even realize it. It can be simple things like I, I have, I kind of have to clear my throat all the time, or uh, they can be mistakenly described as having GERD, for example, the gastric reflux. Um, and in fact, really all they are is intolerant of, of gluten. Can you talk a little bit about what your symptoms were like and uh, how did you start to feel once you converted? I have a couple of friends who had a pretty significant response. And when they realized that it was gluten and they changed, it really significantly changed their day-to-day -day experience. Well, to give you a little bit of um, history, the problem started for me about 25 years ago. And about 15 years ago, I was tested for celiac disease um, just through uh, blood work that came back negative. So my myself and my doctor dismissed it. I was dealing with everything from poor nutrition, irritable bowel, diarrhea, and it would fluctuate between diarrhea, constipation, you know, and I, I hate to be graphic, but you asked the rheumatoid arthritis, the brain fog, the migraines, 
all of those sorts of things. And there's lots more that other people suffer from, but those were my experiences. So um, in 2012, 2013, I went to a naturopath who was also an internal medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. She said, your problem is that you're gluten sensitive. I want you to go gluten-free and promise me you'll do it for four months. Well, I did it. I didn't do it happily, but I did it. (laughs) And honestly, within four days, I knew that there was change that was occurring. And within 30 days, 98% of my issues that I had been dealing with were no longer there. That's the reason why, and I suspected that was going to be your story. And that's the reason why I asked that question is because uh, I, I think that those things should come along with your story because you're not alone. It's a lot of people are dealing with gluten intolerance of some degree. There is 1% of the population that has celiac. There is no number and no way to know how many more millions suffer from a gluten sensitivity. But the terrible thing is that if it is not addressed by doing a or um, creating a gluten-free life and um, ingesting gluten-free foods, the probability of going into a second autoimmune disease is greatened by 50%. Mm. Well, I'm certainly happy to be able to help share this story about your book is I'll, I'll, I'm going to get me a copy and check out your recipes because that's, I would be much more inclined to try to cook that way. And when you start thinking about American foods, how much we use flour for, you know, every, you know, not just, not just the breads, but as a thickener, a filler and foods, different, different aspects of it. And you'd be surprised at where it is hidden. Right. Also, Um, I have to check all of my prescriptions. I have to make sure that all of my lotions, my uh, lip balms, all of those sorts of things, um, I can't lick an envelope because the glue on the envelope is gluten-based. Wow. Um, I, my dog has skin allergies, create a gluten-free diet for my dog too. But back in the day, I could not feed my dog and then turn around and give a kiss because I would inadvertently get glutened and, <sighs> and get sick because of it. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Oh, wow. It's pretty oh, impressive wow. how, how, I mean, that, that just goes to show you how sensitive someone can be yes. to allergens like that. And Actually. on my website also, there is a page specifically designed on how to set up a gluten-free kitchen and a gluten-free home. Because, you know, it's one thing to go into a gluten-free diet, but until you are free of being cross-contaminated, you know, the probability of to get sick is, is hot. It's high. Well, thanks so much for sharing. And like I say, I'll, I'll be happy to put it out there and, and Thank see you. if we can't introduce some folks to uh, your recipes. Thank you. Well, I just have one quick question for you about being a personal chef. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that works. And, <laughs> and when I think personal chef, someone coming to my home, I think it's coming to my home. That sounds really expensive. Mm -hmm. It does sound that way, but uh, you would be surprised. How it works is a client um, contacts me. We meet them at their home. I have a full consultation regarding their dietary needs, their likes, their dislikes, all of that. 
I check out their kitchen. I then go home and within three to five business days, I come back to them with a ideas for menu planning. Uh, once we agree upon that, I then decide on a cook date. That morning, I go to the grocery store. I buy all of the uh, freshest ingredients, the organic ingredients that I can find. I take all of my supplies to their home and I cook in their home, leaving them one to two meals in their refrigerator. And the rest of the meals are placed into their freezer with complete reheating instructions. Now you asked about the, is it expensive? It depends relatively or not relatively is it expensive? But when you look at how much time it frees you up where you are not in the grocery store, where you are not home cooking your own meal, where you're um, having to answer that age-old question of, honey, what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> All of that is taken care of for you. Um, it is equivalent. It is less than going out to a dinner. So you're actually reducing sh the stress factor of daily life. Correct. Okay, and it's around the same as going out to dinner. Less than less than going out. To less dinner. than if if you're going to um, a three or four star, five star restaurant, it is less than. Well, thank you, thank you, Chef Adam. Thank you very Appreciate much. Having you. Next up, we have. The W Atlanta Midtown. We have <laughs> Elizabeth Odom and Angel Tausma. Very good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Now, Angel, I have to ask you, okay, I want to take a guess on your last name. South African? No, Dutch. Close. Yeah. <laughs> in the neighborhood, <laughs> sort of. Close, didn't they? Hey, my maiden name was Brown, though. Oh, right. so there we go. There's a big change. <laughs> I would have said Nigerian, some type of, okay, Dutch, 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 Dutch so lots of influence. So, Elizabeth, can you tell me um, what your role with the W Atlanta Midtown is? Yes, I am a group sales manager. Uh, that basically means that if you have a group that's coming into town or that might be local that wants to come in and stay at our hotel um, with a, you know, a block of rooms or if they have a block of rooms and also need conference space um, for a day, for a couple of days, for a week, uh, <clears throat> I would be in charge of booking that, taking care of that, um, booking your guest room needs and any of your food and beverage needs uh, for the hotel. And one of the markets that I um, am specific to is the LGBT market. Um, that is uh, how I came across my relationship with the AGLCC. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, I also, Angel and I work actually hand in hand. <laughs> um, we are out of the sales and marketing department at okay. the hotel. So I am, you know, in charge of group or not in charge of, but um, handle group bookings. And then Angel helps us promote all of those. So, yes, Angel, tell us a little bit about what you do. What's your role at the W? Yes, I am the marketing manager. been there for about three and a half years. And like Elizabeth said, we work very closely together to promote all of the events that come to the hotel. So um, we're very, very excited about our partnership with the AGLCC and several groups in the, within the LGBT community. But overall, I just um, 
organize events at the hotel, market those, and then just also just make sure that everything is on brand on property so that we're following the brand standards of W Hotels. I feel like the W Midtown is kind of at the center of everything that's fun and exciting that's happening in the city. Great location. We think so. Yeah, tell us us exactly where that location is in proximity to a lot of other things in the city. Okay, Um, I'll start and then uh, chime in. Yes, okay. (laughs) We are on 14th Street, so we are probably about three blocks from Piedmont Park. So that is, of course, the epicenter of everything, the central park of Atlanta, if you will. And we like to uh, say that's our backyard. Yes. Right. It's, I mean, it's our nice. backyard. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and of course, you know, we are we are in the center of Midtown. So that is, you know, really, you know, we feel that the place to be in Atlanta, um, certainly it's a great place to work, live, hang out, all that kind of good stuff. Now, if you want to expand. Yeah, we have also lots of great dining and nightlife right around us, Crescent Avenue. Um, and then we're very proud Botanical Gardens is there. And then we have right across the street, the Woodruff Art Center, which consists of the High Museum, Alliance Theater, and the Symphony. So we really have so much to offer, like she said, to any groups coming in. And then just anyone coming in for a staycation. They could literally park and then just walk around and never have to get in their car and have a great great time yeah we like doing that yes that is, easy that to is. get to the train as well if you absolutely. need to absolutely oh yeah right, right across the street the martyr station and then we're real excited too with the belt line and how that's taken off you could quickly walk over to piedmont park jump on the belt line take a stroll bike ride now elizabeth and i we served on the board on the aglcc board uh probably four five six years I ago i don't uh 2010 to 2012 yes and you have been a, you know, a very strong allied member of the chamber, as well as the W has been a really strong supporter of the LGBT community, um, even before it became the politically correct thing to do. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to find out from, you know, kind of a brand perspective, what was the what was the tie in between the AGL, the, the AGLCC and the W? Yeah, W Hotels has always been inclusive and has a long, incredible history with the LGBT LGBT community. Um, it's always been important to the brand to create an environment that's very welcoming to everyone. And so since their inception in 1998, they've always been practicing equality. And so just a couple years ago, they decided to join forces with the Human Rights Campaign. And they they created a new initiative called Turn It Up for Change. And that was a campaign for fundraising and awareness. And they partnered with Jennifer Hudson, a Grammy Award and Academy Award winner. And Didn't she won the voice too? No, not the voice. It was uh, American Idol. American but she Idol. only was third runner up. And then oh. she won an Academy Award like that next year. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Anyway, so she lent her support and, and voice to the campaign. And then W Hotels around the world just started doing activations. We were real proud that Brand came to us and asked us if we would host the very first Turn It Up for Change event back in 2014. And then we actually just did another one, kind of like the, not the end of it, but just another um, time we closed it up with this past Pride. And we did another Turn Up for Change, just basically fundraising and and awareness for the human rights campaign. And we were real excited. We had a great turnout to kick off Pride again. And Violet Tchotchke was there. She was the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race or Drag Show. (laughs) Drag Drag race? Drag race. Yeah, drag race. She, yeah, she, she was there. It was a great, great event. And just, again, awareness for equality. Now, you guys, you mentioned Pride, right? Mm-hmm. And were you guys the host hotel again? Yes, seven mm-hmm. years. Wow. Yep. So, again, being Hopefully at the eight. epicenter. <laughs> <laughs> being at the epicenter of everything. I mean, Pride, how many people come into town? Is it a, like oh a, my gosh, a few it's million? the largest or? one. In, yes, mm-hmm. the largest one in the country. Mm-hmm. And, again, W Hotel 
There's so much stuff well, going we're, on. I mean, weekend. we're in the middle of the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would have to say, I mean, just backtracking a little bit, um, I took over the LGBT market at the hotel um, the end of 2008, became involved with the AGLCC probably early 2009. And I, I will name drop. One of the first people I met was Sheila Merritt. So uh, the first AGLCC mixer that I went to, she uh, really just kind of took me by the hand and introduced me to probably every person in the room. That that was really great. And um, just to kind of echo what was said earlier, it's it's, it's such a great group. It, it really has personally and professionally, um, you know, just been wonderful. Like the, the relationships that I've made there, um, it's just such a supportive group. It's, it's, it, and it's, it's very, um, you know, everyone wants to support each other and, um, you know, support the community. And it's just been, I would have to say, you know, for myself and for the hotel, just such a, a beneficial partnership. Absolutely. Another great plug for the AGLCC, <laughs> doing things right in the city. <laughs> <Boom>! <laughs> so, um, oh, I believe you also, there's another event that happens kind of leading up to Pride Call um, out on film. Yes. Have you, I think you have a little bit to do with that as well? Um, yes, we've partnered with them the last five years. They do such a great job. Jim and Craig do such a great job. The film festival itself is over at the Midtown Art Cinema. Is yes. that right across the street? It's over um, in the, it's over. Midtown Promenade? Yes, yes, yes there. Um, so we actually host their talent um, at the hotel um, with our through our partnership, uh, but they they have been so great to us, and they um, you know they allow us to to market ourselves. At the festival. We have a little trailer, yes, for every movie, <laughs> yes. Um, so they've been great partners, and also just you know they are such great advocates for the community mm-hmm. too. So so we're really proud of that relationship as well. Are you starring in the trailer? <laughs> no, not yet. It, not, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. I don't know. After today, maybe. <laughs> Is corporate listening? Um, so one of I I last year had the pleasure. Um, I I had always seen the no hate campaign and thought, man, that was really wonderful. I would love to do that. And last year, I had the opportunity for my family, my my wife and my son. To, to take part in a photo session. And it was also hosted at the W. Um, can you tell, are you doing it again this year or has it happened already? We just did it. Okay. Um, I think Angel can tell yeah, you more about that. Yeah, it was just this past that. Sunday. Sorry, you missed it. Oh, no, we, we took our picture. <laughs> you did it. Yes, okay. I think that's actually where else. we might have met that day. Yes. yes. Okay. So <laughs> this is, was our third year hosting No Hate. Mm-hmm. And just for those who, do, who don't know what No Hate is, it is a um, photographic silent protest created by celebrity photographer Adam Busca and his partner Jeff. And that was in direct response to the passage of Proposition 8. And so photos feature subjects with duct tape over their mouth, symbolizing their voices being silenced by Proposition 8. And um, it's re- it's really a really neat, as you know, you brought your family. I actually brought my family both years. And um, it's just it's just a great partnership, again, that we'd love to have with the LGBT community. And we really, they call us when they're ready to come back to Atlanta. They're like, it's time because they get requests. So they, they'll get feedback from their social media channels and they'll say, okay, we've got enough requests. We need to come back to Atlanta. And we're always happy to host oh, when nice. they're ready to come back. Very, very nice. Those pictures always come out. Yeah. Like when I see the pictures of the families and the babies and the, the whether it's the parents or just everybody, it's just it's one of those really touching type of uh, photo shoots. So, right. And um, you paint your face with a little note, their No Hate logo, mm-hmm. along with the duct tape. It's very empowering. 
The duct tape hurts when you pull it yes. off. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap yeah. lip wax, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wax. It's, it's cute, but it, oh my gosh. <laughs> so one, one, one thing I wanted to ask you all about also um, has to do with the AIDS walk and Jerusalem House. Again, the W seems to be tied into many, many, many LGBTQ causes and events. Um, do you want to expand a little bit? Tell us a little bit about how your how the involvement started. Yeah, Ace Walk, we started, I believe it was before my time, I think about five years ago. And again, it's just a partner. So we'll put up any of their um, celebrity masters of ceremonies, whoever they have that's organizing the walk. We're always here to help to offer complimentary rooms because they'll do it right at Piedmont Park. So that's, again, another community partnership. And then Jerusalem House, um, for those who don't know what that is, that's a nonprofit that provides um, permanent supportive housing for those with low income or homeless that have HIV or AIDS. And so that we always host their annual um, holiday party. And then we were really honored that our general manager was asked to be on their board of um, directors for Jerusalem House. She actually just rolled off, but she served that in, I think, a three-year capacity. So as you all know, serving on boards, that's an important role. And again, just another opportunity that the W could be a part and provide back to the community. We really, one of our, our own personal missions at our hotel is to be involved with our community and yes, our neighborhood. Absolutely. And so whenever we can, we we very rarely say no. So I'm sure my phone is ringing right now. <laughs> but if, if it's a good fit and it's a good cause, then we'd love to support it. Well, I'm pleased that our, our end of the year, again, my favorite, my favorite event of the oh, yes. year is going to be at the <laughs> W. Is it an right. atmosphere? Is that um, altitude? Altitude. Yes. Tell us, yes. can you describe, because, oh. you know, we did a great yeah. job of describing the food. Can you describe what people are going to see Well, certainly we are thrilled to be hosting for the, I believe, third, fourth year, excuse me, this will make our fourth year hosting out in the kitchen. Um, It's up in our beautiful altitude space. It's on the top 27th floor of the hotel. And what's the date? We need to do another show. December 7th. December 7th. December 7th. Buy your tickets. Buy your your tickets. tickets. We sold out last year, so buy your tickets. Sold out last year. Buy your tickets. December 7th, W Midtown, out in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Partnering with AGLCC. It's our 27th floor, top of the... Show up before yes. the sun goes down. Yes. Like watching the sunset. Floor to ceiling windows. Floor to ceiling windows on two sides. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. You can see the botanical gardens, yep. uh, light show, the lights that they have. Yes. I mean, it is absolutely stunning. So the food is delicious. Yep. And the reason why I say atmosphere is because I just think of the atmosphere of the room. And last year, I remember standing at the top of the stairs and just listening to the buzz. The music was playing, but just the you could feel, hear, smell, taste, just the the amount of fun and good energy that was was in one room. Yeah, it's always such a great turnout for that event. It really, really is. It's it's a great event. It really is. I'll be there. You know, December seventh. Hopefully, we'll see you there, sir. No, it it really bring your appetite. Yeah, bring your appetite. Bring your appetite. A lot of fun. It really awesome, is. awesome. Well, I want to thank you both for being our guest today, and I'll see you both on the seventh, yeah, if not coming sooner. up. Yes, coming up, coming up. I want to thank all our guests, Carlton Brown. Thank with, you. Okay, tell us the name of your company. Occasional how can, occasions by Carlton. And how can people find you on social media? <laughs> uh, the internet www.occasionalocations.net, uh, Facebook, uh, occasional occasions. Instagram. That Twitter thingy, remember? <laughs> Twitter, I Twitter. Think it's Ock, Ock by Carlton. Oh, O-C-C, O-C-C by Carlton. <laughs> and then everything else is occasional occasions. All right. So, yeah. And Chef Adam. Yes. Tell us, how can our listeners find you? Um, very easily. It is www.chefvidam, that's V-E-D-A-M, 
Vadam'sGlutenFreeAndFabulous.com. I am also on Facebook, uh, Vadam's Gluten Free and Fabulous. You can find me on Twitter, which would be um, at Chef Vadam. And um, many of my recipes are on Pinterest. And so just look for me. It's not too hard to find me if you start looking. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> <laughs> and the W Atlanta Midtown. Yes, we are at, w, believe it or not, www.watlantamidtown.com. W- <laughs> <laughs> and then all our social media is WATL Midtown. And of course, you could always come by. We are revamping some things in our living room. So come on by the living room bar and grab some new bites and some new signature drinks. Yeah, that, love that, that might, that may that or may not be featured it out in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, uh, just a piece, just, yes. just twist some arms, come see. We're, there's some, some, some special, special things that may be happening that night. So mm-hmm. I definitely hope everyone get your ticket. You can go to atlantagaychamber.org backslash events uh, to get tickets for the event. And again, you don't want to be turned away at the door. And another website you need to visit pretty soon is fswealthmanagement.com. Oh, that's mine. The Folk Steel Wealth Management folks have put together a workbook called the 10stepcontingencyplan.com. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. 10-step contingency plan. This is the holidays, right? And so um, the holiday time, we get to see our families. And one of the things that I really implore for people to do, see, we're part of what they call the sandwich generation. We're raising Mm -hmm. kids and we may unfortunately, fortunately, have to help take care of our parents. So one of the things I ask people to do is take this workbook when you go visit your family, and it's for all family members, not just the older ones, your siblings, nieces, nephews, have them fill one of the workbooks out. And the reason why we do this is just in case something happens to them, whether they become incapacitated, they can get into a car accident, anything can happen, they could pass away. How do you know how to manage their household when you're stressed out? You know, I don't know if you've ever had some, you know, if you were ever in that situation and you had to kind of try to dig through people's files and papers and try to figure out how to, where do they pay, you know, what account do they pay their mortgage from and what day does the trash come out? Well, this, this, this book takes care of everything. And I've even done one with my son. You know, he's a young bachelor and he lives on his own in Buckhead. But if something were to happen to him, how do I know? how he pays his bills, who he pays his bills to, things like that. So it's just one of the things to help eliminate the stress. And when we're thinking of our older loved ones, in case they do eventually end up with uh, diminished capacity, it's, it's just easier to figure things out. What got you motivated to put on all of these educational offerings that you're doing that you don't really have to do this for the folks in the community, but uh, it, it seems like either you knew somebody or something happened for you that that made you be so motivated to give your time to help folks in these situations? Well, my grandmother passed away 11 years ago. And I remember, and she was a very organized person to me. But when she passed away, you know, of course it was, it was unexpected. She went in for surgery and didn't come out of Mm -hmm. it. And the chaos that ensued thereafter, it was so bad. And the family, that we just didn't handle it very well. And I thought, my gosh, you know, we can't be the only, I know we're not the worst family in the world. Mm -hmm. We're definitely not the best, but we can't possibly be the worst family in the world. Other people have to be going through this. And I started talking to my clients. I started talking to friends. I started talking to other people about what happens when they try to figure out how to take care of somebody's household, either when a person goes into the hospital or passes away. And there were no great stories. No one knew what to do. So I I started off calling it a black box, right? But black box is kind of what happens, you know, after the plane crashes. So I don't want to think about only death. It's also what happens if you survive. It's a pre-flight checklist. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Right. 
pre-flight checklist, you know, just just telling people what to do. Because again, if there's an emergency situation or a stressful situation, no matter how smart we are, we're not thinking straight. Right. And it's just to help eliminate that part, that piece of it. That's all. Any other events that you need to get out there? Uh, sure. Um, let's see. On procurement the s- Spotlight coming up. Procurement Spotlight coming up. Um, also, a- AGLCCU Procurement Spotlight hosted by Georgia Power on November 17th. And Chef and Carlton. And catered by Occasional hey. Locations by Carlton. <laughs> and, and this event is, is, is really, really important because for the people who are LGBTBE certified, um, this is going to teach you how to leverage that certification. How do you get noticed? How do you get contracts? How do you build relationships? Relationships with supplier diversity at major corporations. So not only will the corporate partners be there, but also tier one suppliers. So it's a great event to come out and get noticed and network. And then on um, November 18th, there's a diversity business forum that the AGLCC will be participating in. And that's going to be at the Center for Civil and Human Rights. And for tickets for both of those, you can go on the website, um, atlantagaychamber.org backslash events. And then... My favorite event, <laughs> rounding up the year, is Out in the Kitchen, December 7th, 6 p.m. to Woo-hoo! 8 p.m. with an after party. Will we be hanging out downstairs, possibly? I mean, yes. if you don't have to leave, but we can hang out downstairs, possibly. I don't know. Only we'll the cool, cool people. Only the cool kids <laughs> can, hang out, can hang out there after. But it is a culinary-focused event that's going to feature Atlanta's premier LGBT and allied chefs and their culinary inspirations. Get your tickets. You better get them fast. They keep better selling get them out. Fast. They sell out. <laughs> and now with all these folks going to be there and this food and all that, you know it's going to be a big sellout sooner. So hurry. Oh, one thing. It's going to be here before you know it. My workbook, the 10stepcontingencyplan.com for our listeners. Um, if they go to buy it, it's like $9.99. They'll get half off if they put in the code Midtown Radio X. Oh, we'll do it. Yes. Half off. You can't beat half that. Off, if you've not done that. so already, go to the upper left-hand corner of the show page to the Apple logo. Follow that to the iTunes store where the Midtown Business Radio Show podcast lives and subscribe to us so you get all of these awesome guests every week downloaded straight to your device for you to check out when it's convenient for you. We hope you turn around and click share on the link so that you put it out to Facebook, LinkedIn, other social media platforms. You might just be putting some information in the hands of somebody that makes a big difference for them. And we'll say thanks in advance for all the folks who do that for us. All the people over at the AGLCC and our great guests in the studio today, thanks so much for making your way in here to the studio with us and for making us a part of your day out there. Glad to be here. Of Thank course. you very Thanks much. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Bon appetit, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we talk, we're going to be coming up on Christmas. Man. It's crazy. Oh, my God. I can't believe this year's flown by. I mean, come on. What are you going to get me for Christmas? We'll talk about that. To next be continued. Time. <laughs> See you there.